What's up, people? Welcome to the podcast. This is Rudy's Revelation. This week, we're going to be talking about Uvalde shooting and the left's insistence to revoke and repeal the Second Amendment. Take away your firearms. On Face the Nation this week, Maggie Brennan talks to Asa Hutchinson, who tries to defend the right to keep and bear arms. Also be checking in on Sunday morning propaganda at our favorite feel-good feature news program, CBS Sunday Morning, where Tracy Smith hashes over the mass shootings that have happened since 1999. as a result of orchestrated events. Also be turned into the Sunday New York Times, showing how the newspaper continually mischaracterizes the facts and mislead the public. Also be going over the weekend headlines. And I'll be taking you back to school, giving you some historical context to frame this week's news narratives. The word of the day is orchestrate. To arrange or combine so as to achieve a desired or maximum effect. And um, this is from NPR. From the 25th, soon after the Uvalde shooting, conspiracy theories took off among the far right. Rumors, misinformation, and conspiracy theories were a rampant part of the right-wing social media before verifiable information came out about the gunman who took at least 21 lives at the Texas Elementary School. So it goes through this interview with um, NPR's Odette Youssef, who covers domestic extremism and joins us now. And you'll see a thread of they talk about extremism and uh, extremist uh, ideology in red flag laws. Also from NPR, the Uvalde shooting conspiracy show how far right misinformation is evolving. They concentrate mostly on the trans, some transgender theory out there that the shooter was transgender. Even before details were known about the shooter who killed 19 children and two school faculty at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, Fringe media were awash in rumors, conspiracy theories, and misinformation. Some posts incorrectly identified the shooter, while others posited about without evidence that the massacre was a government-orchestrated false flag operation. And we'll talk about that, obviously. Uh, the conspiracy theory they, they concentrate on, uh, they say that they, people think it's a false flag, a government plot, uh, And here they said, one of the more obscure narratives that animated some of these unfounded accusations of all secret project that ended in 1973 called MKUltra, which is mind control. In that program, CAA sought methods of mind control in the human subjects through the use of LSD and psychological torture. Well, everybody knows that thought control experiments continued after 1973. 
And if you trust what the CIA is saying about it, uh, most of that information would never have come out unless it was for the uh, MK Ultra. That false claim, it really has legs, like it really spread around the far right, said Alex Kaplan, a senior researcher at Media Matters. You had Alex Jones sharing it. You had Andrew Torba sharing it. And they have, quickly after the gunman's name was announced, users on 4chan, Getter, Patriots.win, and other fringe platforms labeled him an illegal alien. So they go down all the, the, uh, the shooter was transgender, that he was a legal alien, um, but at least they did touch on the fact of mind control. And this is from AP, horrifying conspiracy theories swirl around Texas shooting. And this is, I think this is the article where they get into the fact that he was transgender. So um, here you have them pointing unfounded claims that the gunman was a, an immigrant living in the U.S. illegally or transgender quickly emerged on Twitter. Uh, these are all, and the, these are all pretty much um, red herring uh, theories. Who cares if he's transgender? Who cares if he's an illegal immigrant? But I certainly do care if the shooter was under some sort of influence, internet influence or what have you. So here from CNN, the mass shootings conspiracy theory that just won't go away and why they should. There are some popular and thoroughly debunked conspiracy theories out there that keep popping up after every mass shooting. Sandy Hook was fake. How about the theory that um, Adam Lanza wasn't the shooter? That's the theory. The Vegas shooting was carried out by multiple shooters, which there is um, acoustic evidence that that encases the fact. And Columbine was a result of bullying. Even since high school massacre in Florida, that there were stand downs. How about the mass shooting at the Navy Yard in D.C. where Aaron Alexis, who had carved on his uh, weapon of choice, in this case a shotgun, it was an AR-15, ELF which we'll hear about a little later in this podcast. So what they're talking about really um, and far-right fringe media, here we have a forum called Perceive, Think, Act. We have a problem government orchestrated crisis. And this poster, FICO, the first problem is the government itself. We got enough resources to cause all kinds of mayhem and it um, links to a story how the FBI created a terrorist in 2012. Asmakak was a 25-year-old broken, struggling with mental illness. His family wanted to get him help. The FBI wanted to plot a terrorist attack. And so what they did is they staged a, well, a lone wolf. It wasn't necessarily lone wolf, but um, a lone wolf attack. And what they do is they prey on people over the Internet. And they befriend them, and then they coax them into committing some sort of act. And we'll see this, uh, well, what looks like this in the most recent attack in Uvalde Terrorist, that the shooter was communicating with people online who seemed to be egging on to do it. He bought actually two semi-automatic rifles, and we don't know what happened to the other one. Did he buy it for someone else? Did we already rule out an even second shooter theory, as we often do? Because he's a lone wolf. Even though he's outside shooting at the school and looking for somebody. Maybe it's the person that blocked open the door for him. And we're going to hear about that too. So what we have in this latest shooting is um, officers pinned down like Las Vegas. Doors propped open like in the Aurora theater shooting. And other similarities like police stand downs like the Navy Yard shooting 
and like Parkland, Florida. Now, there are a few articles here. This is Texas Public Policy Foundation. Someone's orchestrated the border crisis, and I'm just going to talk about orchestrating really quickly that it looks like people, of course, are opening the border to create a crisis. Here's a, a, a website called Liberty Loft, and they posit the food crisis accidental or orchestrated. Here is from Al, it's Alma Yadin. This is like an Al Jazeera thing. Uh, and this is Khomeini from Iran. Ukraine is the victim of, of crisis orchestrated by the U.S. Orchestrated. That would mean it's a conspiracy. Three facts. Rothschild orchestrated the Gulf oil crisis. This is another fringe publication that posits the theory that the Rothschild banking dynasty orchestrated the Gulf oil crisis. And this website is called a Political Velcraft. And here's one you might recognize. This is American Thinker. And America Thinker posits um, Barack Obama and the strategy of manufactured crisis. And we know about manufactured crisis. Another orchestrated health crisis in the works. This is from the alt world. And this is from the Washington Standard. Recent mass shootings point to them being orchestrated events. Now, you think this is uh, 2022, right? No, this is from 2018 excuse me, 2019 in this article by Tony Elliott with the recent shootings from the California Garlic Festival, El Paso, Texas, Walmart massacre to the Dayton shootings just hours after the El Paso incident. It becomes clear that these seemingly random shootings are actually politically planned orchestrated events. Very similar to protesters, protesters that began to show up the large numbers at Donald Trump rallies in 2016 were well organized each of these most recent incidents and in many mass shootings, you can consider such massacres orchestrated events. And he goes on to posit this theory. Now, the first thing with theories, especially conspiracy theories, is do groups have the capacity to do or orchestrate such events and to keep uh, the natural nature of these things secret. This is from News Punch. 1991 book predicts mass shootings and the repeal of the Second Amendment. Now, many of you might know who Bill Cooper is. He hosted uh, a radio show called The Hour of the Time. And it was a, a, a biblical prophecy, apocalyptic type radio show. And he also wrote a book in 1991 that was called um, Behold a Pale, Ho a Pale Horse, referring to uh, the fourth horseman of the apocalypse. And he writes in this, the government encouraged the fat manufacture and importation of military firearms for the criminals to use. This is intended to foster a feeling of insecurity, which would lead to American people uh, to voluntarily disarm themselves by passing laws against firearms using drugs and hypnosis on mental patients in a process called Orion. The CIA inculcated the desire in these people to open fire on schoolyards and thus inflame anti-gun lobby. The plan is well underway and so far is working perfectly. The middle class is begging the government to do away with their Second Amendment rights. Now, Behold, the Pale Horse was published in 1991. This is eight years before the Columbine shooting. Now, uh, Bill Cooper goes on to say uh, in an author's note, I have found that these events have indeed happened all over the 
country in every instance i have investigated the incident of the woman in school in canada and the shopping center in canada the, in stockton california massacre and the murder of rabbi mir kahane the shooters were all ex-mental patients or were current mental patients who were all on the drug prozac and you might have heard this from alex jones as suicide murder pills this drug when taken in certain doses increases the serotonin levels in the patient causing extreme violence this has been proven. You can look it up. Do your own research. Couple that with a post-hypnotic suggestion or control through electronic, plant, uh, like electronic brain implants or microwave ELF intrusion. And you get mass murder, ending in every case with a suicide and perpetrator. Exhume the bodies of the murderers and check for brain implants, he says. Um, in any case, uh, like I grew up, the first mass shooting I... Uh, really looked at was Colin Ferguson on the Long Island Railroad that he claimed he was under mind control. And a lot of these crazy shooters do claim that. Um, but Aaron Alexis, uh, the Navy Yard shooting in Washington, D.C., actually carved ELF into his weapon. That means ele extra low frequency um, and has been used in uh, mind control experiments. Uh, Monarch and um, MK Ultra. And did Aaron Alexis read Beyond, Behold a Pale Horse by Bill Cooper? I, I, you know, I don't think that was the case. I, I don't think Aaron Alexis read Bill Cooper. This is a serious indictment of the mental health system and shocking evidence pointing to a hidden plot to manipulate the American public into disarming themselves. In light of this, one has to wonder what the greater agenda is once the public has been successfully disarmed and which other conspiracy theories are coming into full view. This is from News Punch. So <laughs> I'm going to leave you with that thought and the thought right now at Davos meeting of what they're planning now. Obviously, everybody knows that America is the last stand in civilian firearm uh, rights. Less than 3% of you people read books. I'm going to leave you with the reading recommendation. Um, and the segment with the uh, reading recommendation here, the manufacturer of consent, J. Edgar Hoover, and the rhetorical rise of the FBI. And in this book, the second Red Scare was a charade orchestrated by a tyrant with the express goal of undermining the New Deal, so argues Stephen Underhill in this hard-hitting analysis of J. Edgar Hoover, we don't have to go further than the most recent um, kidnapping plot of Governor Whitmer of Michigan to find out, and, and the first uh, World Trade Center bombing, that the FBI regular or regularly orchestrates and manufactures uh, events um, for their benefit and uh, for a more psychologically oriented uh, agenda. And just one more, Manufacturing Consent, The Political Economy of the Mass Media. This is the book by... Edward Herman and um, Noam Chomsky, uh, Manufacturing Consent. You definitely should read this one. I've read it many times, actually. From The Guardian, will this fruit-picking robot save us? From The Wall Street Journal, ro robots pick up more work at busy factories. Workplace robot orders jump 40% during this year's first quarter before you could throw people at the problem. And you know this because this is part of the agenda. Changing gears here uh, from Yahoo News, 
Zelensky warns of hunger catastrophe, accusing Russia of blocking Ukraine's grain imports. From the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, new timeline of Texas school shooting includes student 911 calls as officers wait outside. So this timeline just focuses as, as soon as the shooter walks into the school, but it's all the things that happened before that are the key to figuring out what happened here. And I'm going to concentrate quickly on just one thing. Now, this is the ABC News timeline. Uh, this is by Julia Jacobo and Nadine El Bahwab. And they go through the timeline here, with, and they have some good stuff in the beginning leading up to um, the gun violence. Uh He's in a four-person chat group. He discusses buying a gun. He says he bought something. Someone asks, are you going to shoot up a school or something? No, stop asking dumb questions. You'll see. Communicates with another person in Germany. Asks her if if she would want to be famous in the news. And then he turns uh, 18 and he buys one one semi-automatic weapon and then a second of the same type of gun a day later. Then on the morning of the shooting, we all know that he shoots his grandmother around 11, and then he um, he say he says he shoots his grandmother, and they cut this out of here now. They, he shoots his grandmother in the face, and she runs to the neighbor and calls 911. 911. There's, we're just ignoring that right now. Here's the timeline. And then he says on Facebook that he shot his grandmother. Then he gets in her car and he drives to the school about two miles. A minute before he arrives at the school, a a teacher props open the school's west-facing exterior door. Ramos drives about two miles to the school and crashes the truck. He exits the the vehicle and shoots at people standing outside, or what we know, a shooter shoots at two people standing outside a funeral home. Two minutes later, the teacher inside a Rob Elementary School reemerges from the same door and calls 911 to report a man with a gun nearby. But then he doesn't close the door. So here's the issue here. The first uh, patrol vehicle arrives at the scene of the funeral home at uh, 1131. The shooter jumps a fence and goes to the school. A Uvalde ISD officer who heard the 911 call about the man with a gun drove immediately to the area. So when he's in the area, the gunman's firing at the exterior of the school. And then a minute later, enters the school through the door that the teacher propped open and left open after noticing that there was a man with a gun outside the school. So he left the door open for the... And the thing is, he keeps checking in the doorway like he's looking for the shooter. He went to the doorway two or three times. And then if you see the video of uh, the shooter, he's standing outside the door, which he eventually goes in looking around like he's looking for somebody. So you're going to turn to the New York Times. Human rights? UN human rights chief tempers criticism at the end of China trip. Rights groups and overseas Uyghurs had called for a vociferous condemnation of Chinese policies toward minorities in the country's far west. They were highly disappointed. Basically, the New York Times throws cover for the UN, who did not vociferously uh, condemn China's human rights records in regards to the Uyghurs, who they put in concentration camps, execute, and uh, drive into forced labor. 
Australia wields a new DNA tool to crack missing persons mysteries. The technique can predict a person's ancestry and physical traits without the need to match it with an existing sample in a database. So basically, they can test your DNA, and this is part of the pre-crime thing, and they can determine whether you're going to be at risk of, of violent behavior, physical traits, and what have you. Also in the same vein, a face, uh, a face search engine anyone can use is alarmingly accurate. Pim Eyes is a paid service that finds photos of a person from across the internet, including some the person may not want to be exposed. And this is just an advertising for this new thing that if you want to find, if you want to um, go after people like the Twitter trolls, uh, you can just use this uh, search engine and you can find uh, different pictures of the people. Um, I don't necessarily think if, if this should be illegal, but it's just advertising for people who want to chase down and expose other people. So in the Sunday Review, which is the op-ed pieces of the week uh, from the Sunday New York Times, the cover says, authorities said the gunman was able to obtain the weapon legally, and it lists this for several different shootings all in a row here. And so they're going to go after legal firearms. That's the whole point behind this orchestrate or these orchestrated events or seemingly orchestrated events is that they want to go after the Second Amendment and your legal right under this constitutional republic to own uh, firearms. And basically uh, an assault rifle or pistol um, to protect yourself or to protect you from a, a tyrannical government. You know, if they want to come and take you away because you don't want to take a vaccine or if you speak your mind on specific events, like if you have questions about somebody leaving the door open or officers being pinned down by a rifleman who's only owned a rifle for two months. But the opinion piece I am going to concentrate on today is by Maureen Dowd, humans, uh, America's Human Sacrifices. And the reason I picked this out is because she is so far off base. I don't really like Maureen Dowd. I mean, she's so trite in her point of view. Uh, once when I thought of child sacrifice, I thought of ancient shibboleths, which is like a ritual. And it, she talks about in ancient sea that... Uh, you know, they used to have child sacrifice, uh, which they did. And now we've returned to that. And if you didn't notice, we knew this was coming because they always plan their blood sacrifice in the spring, sometimes in the early spring, depending on the moon cycle, sometimes in the late spring, but it's always in the spring. It's to, to wash the earth with blood and then the, it's supposed to, you know, be a good luck omen or what have you. Now, however, I think of child sacrifice as a modern phenomenon, abortion, a barbaric one that defines this country. We are sacrificing children, not only the ones who die, but also the ones who watch and, and get, uh, uh, you know, traumatized, obviously. And, and I'm just, uh, I'm not saying fake shootings and all that stuff. I'm just saying is that all this is true, but it's not hard to drive someone uh, squeeze someone with mental illness over the internet to commit uh, heinous crimes. Um, especially if they're on drugs, if they're in a suggestible state, just look into behavioralism and see uh, how things like nudge, the nudge effect and, and other ways to get people to do things that they wouldn't normally do. Ask the FBI. I mean, it happens all the time. Um, 
that people have to look at this. But she goes on to write that it's a, it's a children it's a child sacrifice, and is it is indeed my problem is who's doing the killing or how does the killings come about? And if you've been following mass shootings for a while, there's one thing that it was lax, and that's motive, because everybody questions who the hell would shoot up a bunch of children. Well, I agree, you'd have to be a madman. But what would drive them to do such a thing? And only since the advent of the internet, only really since 99 of these things uh, sort of occurred, and they have eerie similarities. So if they have eerie similarities, then they must be connected somehow, and not in the ways that you would think. So we're going to leave you uh, in uh, the Talking Heads segment and start off with um, Asshole Hutchinson, who tries his best to defend um, the Second Amendment, but he does point out some very crucial facts, which are the guy propping the door open, um, which is the most important one. Because this guy not only propped the door open for a so-called parents to use that entrance, but after he heard gunshots and called 9-11, he left the door open. In Parkland, Florida, there was an armed officer on site who did not intervene. Well, it certainly shows that you have to have multiple layers of security to protect the children. And there's also the factor of human error, and that's the reason that you've got to have different layers. And it is about the single point of entry that, by blocking it open, allowed the gunman to come in. There's not mental health issues where we've got to do better to identify those that are potentially a mass killer. Uh, you've got to have our private sector internet providers to do better in using technology to identify these kind of dangerous line of communications much quicker. Blocking it open allowed the gunman to come in. I we're going to have to learn a lot more facts as to some of the things that happened in Uvalde. I think a lot of people would agree with many of the things you just said, but then they would ask, why can't we talk about the weapon? Um, I understand a lot of people may want a long gun to go hunting, but then there's this AR-15 style weapon, semi-automatic, not that good for hunting. AR-15s were around for 40 years before they were ever used in any type of mass uh, killing or attack. It is about identifying uh, the culprits and going after them. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't have mental health issues that were on record. Well, an AR-15 is a semi-automatic weapon, just like uh, you, know, uh, you have a semi-automatic pistol. It takes a pull of the trigger on each one of those. It is an AR-15 style weapon uh, that mm -hmm. uh, has been used lately, but again, for 40 years it wasn't. And so why is this happening? Should a purchase of ammunition of that size set off an alarm bell somewhere? That kind of ammunition. So there are some constitutional challenges to that. Well, we will look at limits on high capacity magazines. So there are some constitutional challenges to that. Yeah, and as you can see, um, you know, he points out very nicely that um, it's the Constitution and good luck trying to repeal the Second Amendment. And But you can see what they're going after there. He even gives a nod to red flag laws. So what they do is they get red flags nationally, and then uh, they talk about extremism. And so if you post anything that they deem extremist, They'll just come and take your firearms. 
So that's what a asshole Hutchinson is bowing to. And then you could see that Maggie Brennan is alluding to they're going to come after the ammunition. So stock up now, especially if you buy hollow points or anything like that. And if you buy bulk ammunition, um, you're going to want to do that as soon as possible, too, uh, because they don't really understand. They're like, oh, 300 rounds. It's like if you go to the range, you shoot at least 100, if not 200 ridiculous okay so uh i'm gonna leave you with the sandy hook with tracy smith obviously uh tearing up the past and um trying to go after your firearms because that is the agenda or there wouldn't be mass shootings you know they haven't been mass shooting since they took away the guns in australia and people still have guns so but people just don't do that because the agenda has been met You'll, you'll see. I mean, it's not it's not hard to figure out the motivation here because you can't figure out the motivation of the shooter, but you could figure out the motivation of someone that might want a shooting to occur for political reasons. The policies the Democrats are proposing, they wouldn't have stopped this crime or any others. They're not focused on stopping crimes. Their solution is to try to take away your firearms. Please help us do something before our tragedy becomes your tragedy. Four months after the Sandy Hook shooting, Francine Wheeler, with her husband David, made an impassioned plea. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, that's what abstract art is all about. All from one AR-15 style rifle. At first seemed impossible. They sued the gunmaker, Remington Arms, and in February, they settled the lawsuit for $73 million. Who else do you all blame? The gun the company. Government. The gun company, for sure. $73 million. How much did you know about guns going into this case? If there was such a thing as less than zero, I would say that. Nothing. Nothing about guns, nothing about gun law. That's not funny! Josh Koskoff, he says he approached the case like a puzzle. The AR-15 style rifle. What did you learn about that gun? What is an AR-15? The AR-15 was developed by Armalite as a military rifle in the 1950s. AR, commonly thought to stand for assault rifle, in fact, stands for Armalite Rifle. The Department of Defense field-tested the weapon. In the late 60s, a semi-automatic version was made for civilians. This one says, forces of opposition bow down, you're single-handedly outnumbered. There's no non-criminal use for making your forces of opposition bow down. What? He didn't go out and buy the gun, his mom bought the gun. The Sandy Hook shooter was a frequent player of the video game, Call of Duty. Koskoff had played the game with his own son. What? Two 30-round magazines duct-taped together? Correct. From Call of Duty, you knew what this looked like. And I knew what the purpose was. And the purpose? When you were playing the game, it allowed for almost zero downtime to quote-unquote change mags. So you fire 30 shots, flip You could it. kill 60 people with this instead of 30 with almost no lag. What? 
In the late 60s, a semi-automatic version was made for civilians. The simulated gun in Call of Duty was Remington's Bushmaster ACR. Koskoff says Remington Arms licensed the AR-15-style gun for the video game. It was part of the gun company's marketing plan. This allowed children and teenagers to experience what it was like to use a combat weapon. You could feel the vibrations of the controller. Before this, to actually understand how a weapon worked or felt, you'd have to go to a, a gun range. So a kid could be sitting on his couch feeling what an AR-15 felt like to shoot? You idiot! Do you think this is a game? A semi-automatic version was made for civilians. Josh Koskoff says the settlement's $73 million will be distributed among the nine plaintiff families. Who else do you all blame? The gun company. It'll just teach us a lesson that we've all learned, which is that greed kills. What? Gun industry representatives argue the Remington suit is unusual because it was settled after Remington went bankrupt. In a statement, the National Shooting Sports Foundation, a firearm trade association, said... The settlement orchestrated by insurance companies has no impact on the strength and efficacy of PLACA, which remains the law of the land. PLACA will continue to block baseless lawsuits that attempt to blame lawful industry companies for the criminal acts of third parties. The policies the Democrats are proposing, they wouldn't have stopped this crime or any others. They're not focused on stopping crimes. Their solution is to try to take away your firearms. It is. They keep showing you an automatic weapon. And this is the mistake the propagandists have been doing uh, since these mass shootings began. They keep telling you that these uh, legally purchased weapons, or alluding to the fact that these legally purchased weapons are automatic weapons, like you see in the video game, or that are on the battlefield, and that uh, kids are sprayed with automatic fire in these classrooms. And that's not the case at all. These are semi-automatic. Each shot requires a separate pull of the trigger. It's a little different than what people think. And so when you take that away, these military style weapons are actually no different than other rifles that you can buy that are semi-automatic. So there really is no difference. It looks different. Um, because for military and law enforcement purposes, you could uh, select fire, you could uh, switch it onto automatic fire like a machine gun. Legal rifles can't do that. So we see that this is a ploy. We see that these events have eerie, eerie similarities that don't make any sense. Um, they seem orchestrated to me, seemingly orchestrated for a motive. Right, so for me, see you next week. Comment, like, subscribe, don't like, don't subscribe, follow me, don't follow me. Check me out on Twitter or don't or Getter or Parlor or Mines. See you next week. Rudy's Revelation.